Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. What is truth? The word truth is used a lot in educational circles and in our society today, but the meaning in the New Testament is much deeper and more significant than the common usage that we are used to. Stay with us today for a life study from 1 John as we look at the deeper meaning of the word truth in the New Testament. This is Matt Miller with John Pester for the ninth life study, message from John's first epistle. Thanks for joining me, John. I'm glad to be here, Matt. John, this program and the next one are both a parenthetical word in the life study of 1 John that are entitled, The Divine Light and the Divine Truth. Witness Lee, at this point in his life study of 1 John, had a burden to stop and take a break from the beginning of 1 John. He was discussing the conditions of the divine fellowship, and we've been in that for the last three messages. Can you explain why he had this burden to insert this word and why it was so important at this point in the life study? Well, Matt, I think in many respects, uh, Witness Lee's parenthetical word uh, in his life study messages is patterned after the somewhat parenthetical word that the Apostle John uh, inserts at this point in his first epistle. We're talking about, and the first epistle is concerned with, the fellowship in the divine life, the fellowship that we have with the triune God. And at this point in time, I think John has a particular burden to talk about what kind of God do we have that we are in fellowship with? We are in fellowship with a God who's light and who expresses all of the divine realities. And so in, in the same sense that the Apostle John has a parenthetical word about the triune God whom we have fellowship with and who, whom we should experience and enjoy, Witness Lee expands upon that to go into these matters of light and truth, the divine light and the divine truth. You know, I, I began the program today, John, with the question, what is truth? And I think today's program and the next program we're going to do are going to answer this question, what is truth, in a much deeper way. And I can't help but refer back to Pilate's response to the Lord when he was facing him at his judgment. And Pilate said in John 18:38, what is truth? He obviously didn't know. He was frustrated. Well, if you're there, you're frustrated and you don't know, stay with us. This is going to be a big help for you today to see what is the truth. Let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study message. Now, we'll come back tonight to the divine light and the divine truths. The divine light is the essence of God's expression. This is the divine light. When God is expressed, he is essentially light. So, divine light is the essence of God's expression. 
Now, what is the divine truth? The divine truth is the issue of the divine light. When the divine light shines on us, it becomes the divine truth, which is the divine reality. And the divine light shines in the divine life. If you don't have the divine life, you couldn't have the divine light. Don't forget that verse, verse 4 of John 1, in him was life, and the life is the light of man. In Christ is the divine life. And this life, which is in Christ, is the divine light. Life is light. So life is the sphere of light. And light shines in this sphere. When you have the divine life, surely you will have a light shining. And that is the divine light. So here you have three things involved. Light, truth, and life. You have to realize, you have to uh, learn to experience these three things and also learn how to present these kind of truths to others. Maybe just half an hour, adequate. Whether they accept, don't accept, you say, goodbye. <laughs> I leave three diamonds with you. Light, truth, and life. Well, John, we've got a great pattern here by Witness Lee of leaving diamonds with us of life, light, and truth. He said we need to learn how to present these truths to others, to give these diamonds to others. I feel like this is the whole gospel. Let's take a few minutes right now. Okay, as we practice presenting these truths, I'd like our listeners, as we're doing it and getting into this matter of presenting these diamonds of light, truth, and life, I'd like our listeners to consider how they could practice speaking these truths themselves, not just listening to the truths, but we all should learn to practice. And after all, the speaking of the truth is not relegated to a few quote-quote preachers, but it should be the function of every member in the body of Christ, whether you're speaking to your friend, your neighbor, your daughter, your mother, your father, your spouse, whoever it is, we all need to learn how to speak these truths, to present these diamonds. How about that, John? Well, you know, Matt, we can take these three words, life, light, and truth, and consider them to be some of the most abstract words in the Bible. But in actuality, in the way the Apostle John presents them, he presents them in a very practical context. He says, God is light, and in him is no uh, darkness at all. And if we have fellowship with him, in other words, if we enjoy and experience this triune God, we will not walk in darkness and we will be people that are practicing the truth. So the truth is something that's very practical as well. And I think we need to realize that life, light, and truth are something that we can experience and enjoy, and thus we are able, out of that experience, to present those to others. The Gospel of John says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, which means that there is a sphere of experience that is available to all Christians that's in the realm of the divine life. Right. 
This is a sphere. In him was life. There was a reservoir of divine life in the wonderful person of Christ. And wherever he went, the expression of that life was light. People, when they saw Christ, they saw light. They saw the darkness was dispelled and the real situation became plain. And the result of that plain, real experience was truth. When light is expressed, it becomes truth. It just becomes reality, not truth in the sense of doctrine, but God is the one real being in the universe. And he's real because he's in the realm of life, and he's real because he can be expressed and has been expressed in the person of Christ. And we need to be able to bring people into this reality. We need to be able to tell people that God is available as a living, divine being that can illuminate your entire life, that can illuminate your entire situation, that can express himself through your situations. And when he does, people will touch the real things in the universe. They will touch the real living person of Christ. He is the reality. He's the way, the reality, and the life. So a secret to coming to the truth, you really can't do it unless you come to Christ as a living person. If you want to know truth... See, truth was standing right in front of Pilate. Not a doctrine was standing in front of Pilate, the real living person of Christ. And the more we experience this person, the more we are in fellowship with the triune God, the more the triune God is expressed in our living. And if we just adjust our thinking to get away from the concept that truth is just something that you learn as a doctrine and that truth is really the reality of all of the positive things in the universe which can be summed up in the person of Christ, then we would have a deeper appreciation. Pilate, he was looking for truth in a different direction, but truth was standing right in front of him. And what we need to be able to do is present this living person of Christ to our parents, to our friends, to our relatives. And when we do this, they will spontaneously come into those experiences themselves. You know, John, I can't help but take a moment here and tell the experience I've had more than once. And I've seen this in others where there's a conflict between a husband and a wife or a parent and a child or any kind of relationship where there's a problem. And they both think they're right. And who has the truth? And it's easy for outsiders, in a sense, to see who's wrong. But there's one thing that I've always had an inward sense in this kind of situation, whether it's me who's in darkness or others. The only hope is to turn your heart to the Lord, touch the Lord, and the Lord can bring in light. Because if you don't get the light, you'll never get the truth. Right. And when you touch the Lord and you get light, then the situation gets cleared up and the truth comes in and it becomes clear. That's what's so marvelous about this portion in the Epistle of John is these seemingly abstract terms become very practical because they're all wrapped up in the realm of our fellowship in the divine life. And fellowship is our participation and enjoyment. There's a lot here. If we tried our best to argue and convince a person that he was wrong, right, you would never make it. But what the Lord can do by touching someone and shining his light is beyond anything we could ever do because his light can do what we can't do to bring in the truth, to bring in the reality into those situations. You know, so often in my experience when I'm fellowshipping with someone and I think that I've given them a word that helps them, sometimes they will come back to me later and say, you know, something you said really helped me. And and I'm expecting them to say what I thought it was, but they say it's something completely different. It's something minor that I didn't place any significance on, but it was that speaking 
that brought them into the light. It was that speaking that brought them into the fellowship. And so truth and reality is not just a string of words put together in the proper order. Reality is the real experience of the triune God and the real impartation of that experience into others. Well, I think we're going to have to go on, John. It's it's good to dwell on this point, but there's more to this life study than this right. first section. We've got two more sections with Witness Lee. Let's go back to him now and continue the life study. The divine light, shining in divine life, and this light is embodied in Jesus as God incarnated. He told us he was the light. In John 8:12, this divine light that shines in the sphere of life and that issues in truth is embodied in the person of Jesus as God incarnate. This is all together too, too deep and too profound. What is the divine light? The divine light is embodied in the person of Jesus as the very God incarnate. What is truth? I would ask you to drop all these traditional daily life usages. The traditional usage is not accurate. And the daily life usage should not be applied to the truth in the Bible. The Greek word for truth is aletheia. This word has been very much used and scattered throughout the entire New Testament. Now, this word Alasia denotes God as the divine light and the divine love incarnated to be the reality that is truth of all the divine things for our possession that we may enjoy him as grace. We have to possess God as the reality. Then we enjoy him as the grace. And this divine reality is simply God himself. God himself as the reality of all the divine things. And what are divine things? Life, light, all these are divine things. God as the reality of all these divine things for our possession that we may enjoy him as grace. This is God as the reality, as the truth. John, I really like the fact that we can enjoy God as grace and possess him as the reality. What the Apostle John is talking about here when he mentions truth is much deeper than the common understanding we're used to today. And I'd like to ask you to take a few minutes to develop this before we go on to the conclusion of today's life study. I think the common understanding that most Christians have related to truth is that truth is correct doctrine. It's something that you can go to a seminary or a theological school and learn, quote, quote, the truth. And when you 
cast the word truth in that narrow light as opposed to the broad, very broad and deep context that is presented in the New Testament, we become fundamentally shortchanged in our understanding. I so much appreciate Witness Lee's definition because it corresponds to a central verse in the Gospel of John. And that is, it says, the law was given through Moses in John 1.17. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth, or grace and reality, came with Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came, when God was incarnated, that was the coming in and of itself of reality, of truth. The light that God is was expressed as the reality in the person of Christ when he became incarnated. Prior to that time, if you wanted to know what truth was, there was no possibility because there was no living example in the existence of the world. In the truth existence. was walking around. Truth was walking around. Not correct doctrine was walking around. What Christ was in his person, in his being, was the expression of the reality of all the divine things. Righteousness, holiness, sanctification, uh, all of these. If you wanted to see what that really was, all you had to do was look at Christ. So reality is a person. And if we think that Truth just means learning a set of correct doctrines, this creed, that creed, how they all work together and how they don't work together. Then we get into the wrong realm. We actually get into a realm that takes us out of the fellowship of the divine life and takes us away from a desire to contact, to know, to experience Christ and into kind of dry realm that ultimately there's very little supply there. And the divine life, the divine light comes when we contact this person who came. God incarnated. The incarnation of God made reality understandable and accessible and truth available to man. John, thanks for that word. Uh, let's go on to the conclusion of today's life study with Witness Lee. This word, Alessia, denotes Christ as God incarnated, in whom all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily to be the reality of the following things. Number one, the reality of God and man. This very Christ is the real God and the real man. So he is the reality of both God and man. Number two, the reality of all the types, figures, and shadows of the Old Testament. The reality of those types, figures, and shadows is this Christ. Number three, all the divine and spiritual things, listen, such as the divine life, the resurrection, the divine light, the divine way, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption, etc. All these divine things and all these spiritual things, the reality of these things is Christ. So, in New Testament, when you read this word, truth or reality, you have to consider to what it refers to. It's worthwhile for us to study this one word, Alicia, truth. This reality versus vanity. It's one of the profound words in the New Testament, denoting all the realities of the divine economy, 
as the content of the divine revelation, conveyed and disclosed by the Holy Word as follows. Number one, God, who is light and love, incarnated to be the reality of the divine things, the divine life, the divine nature, the divine power, the divine glory, etc. For our possession that we may enjoy Him as grace, as revealed in John's Gospel. Number two, it denotes Christ, who is God incarnate, in whom all the fullness of Godhead dwells bodily. Number three, the Spirit, who is Christ transfigured, is the reality of Christ and also of the divine revelation. Hence, He is the reality. John, these three definitions of the truth that Witness Lee just mentioned are the first of eight points in a long footnote in the recovery version on 1 John chapter 1, verse 6. So I just wanted to point that out. There's a lot in the recovery version, and we're going to give a phone number here at the end of the program and encourage people to call us. But for now, what, what are your final thoughts on today's program? Well, I'm glad you raised that point because that long footnote is about a page and a half in the recovery version, and it is so dense and so deep and so full of meaning and understanding related to this word truth that I would really encourage our audience just to get the recovery version, just to read that note, because it is profound in its understanding of what the truth is. And I appreciate the first three aspects of truth, which Witness Lee says comes out of years of study of this one word truth, looking at all of the various contexts that this word truth is used in the New Testament and going to some of the best language sources in church history. He's come up with eight points, and the first three points relate to God, Christ and the Spirit. If God is spoken of as a God of truth, Christ is revealed as the truth, the Spirit is the Spirit of truth, the very beginning point of our understanding of the word truth has to be centered in on the living person of God himself. Uh, if we have that understanding, then we can understand why John says we have to, we can have fellowship with him and we can practice the truth. When he's talking about practicing the truth, he's not talking about practicing and memorizing correct doctrine. He's talking about living habitually and continually in fellowship with the one reality in the entire universe. We have the possibility to have fellowship with God, Christ, and the Spirit as the triune God. Everything has been made available to us. The Spirit is the Spirit of reality. When we experience the Spirit, we experience all that God is. When we experience Christ, we experience all that Christ is. He's the reality of the types, the shadows, the figures, everything that we need and everything that God desires. Listen to this. Everything that God desires to give us is himself as the reality. And that is the deeper understanding that John is trying to present. We have the ability to habitually and continually walk in fellowship with the reality of the universe, which is the truth. So what is truth? It is the triune God himself in our experience. In our experience, that is truth. The experience of the triune God is truth, is reality, because it brings us into connection with the one true thing in the universe, and that is God himself. John, we're out of time, so we're going to have to stop. But the good news is we've got a whole other program, and we're going to develop this more tomorrow. Thanks for coming in and doing this one with me today. 
I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And thank you also for coming into our life study and doing it again with us. I really feel like what John said at the end here underscores what I love about this ministry. It always brings us closer to a person. It turns us to Christ. We get to know God more and become closer to God. And wherever you are listening, I hope today's program has done that for you. It has brought you closer to the Lord himself, to know him as the truth and the life and the light. So if you'd like to get a copy of the printed materials, you can call us at 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. Or if you like the old-fashioned way, you can write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. We've got a lot of materials available. Uh, you can check it out on the Internet at lsm.org. We really have a lot to help you get more into these matters that will bring you closer to the Lord as a living person. On behalf of John Pester, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. You can now enjoy titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Visit lsm.org slash ePublications to find all that Living Stream has available. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can enjoy this ministry on all kinds of PC and Mac devices. Many of our publications are also available on Amazon.com and at iTunes. But to see everything we have to offer, visit our website at lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.